Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Yes, welcome to the Dogcast, uh, brought to you by Greyhound Racing South Australia. As again, I'm your host, Tim Edwards, and I'm joined again in the studio here by uh, Greyhound Racing South Australia's racing manager, Sean Matheson. Uh, Sean, uh, good morning to you, and we've got a big week ahead, haven't we? Yeah, good morning, Tim. Great to be on the Dogcast again. Yeah, big week ahead in SA Greyhound Racing, some wonderful feature finals coming up that we'll touch on a little bit later in the show but yeah things are going very well in SA for Greyhounds. Yeah they certainly are. We're going to review the week that was in South Australian Greyhound Racing and what a week it was. We had the straight track championship at Murray Bridge last Wednesday. We also had the exciting semi-finals of the Group 3 Howard Ashton last Thursday night at Angle Park and wasn't Kurong Lucy absolutely brilliant. Uh, we'll also have a preview of the two massive meetings coming up Wednesday and Thursday this week. And we'll also have a chat to Cameron Butcher, who, of course, is going to be training Kurong Lucy, who's jumping from Box 7 in the Howard Ashton final on Thursday night. That's all coming up on this week's edition of the Dogcast. The Week in Review. Yeah, the Week in Review is brought to us by Fresh Pet Food Co., proud suppliers of fresh pet food for Gap SA Greyhounds for the duration of the foster care and the first week of their adoption. And they are based right here in South Australia. If you want to know more about Pet Food Co., uh, that is Fresh Pet Food Co., go to their website, freshpetfoodco.com.au. And just a reminder, of course, Sean, at the moment, uh, the COVID-19, we are getting some... Uh, or some benefits of what's been happening here in South Australia, but the restrictions are still in place. And just a reminder that uh, at all racetracks in South Australia, it is only for participants only. Yeah, that's right, Tim. Uh, I think um, the SA government have done a fantastic job in how this is progressing. And we can see um, over the coming days and weeks how things are starting to open up again. Um, and we'll be guided, obviously, by government regulations. It was terrific news um, uh, a week or so ago that intrastate travel opened up, mm -hmm. which allowed our Mount Gambier participants to travel up to the metro area and also some of our local participants like um, you know, Kevin Buley yes. and, and um, Clint Trengove have, um, have travelled down to the Mount supporting mm -hmm. those programs. So it's great. There's intrastate movement. The borders are still closed, obviously. But as I mentioned, um, with the COVID-19 restrictions, it, it, it's positive without getting um, overconfident around where we're progressing and we'll just be guided by the government and, and things are moving well for us. So we're just keep towing the line. Unfortunately, no, um, no uh, public able to, to attend the meetings, but no. hopefully in the next coming weeks and months, um, things will lighten up. You can still catch all the racing on Sky Racing and also available on the Tab app or on the website as well. And as always, gamble responsibly. We had some massive racing last week, Sean. Let's turn our attention back to last Wednesday. We had the running of the Murray Bridge Straight Track Championships. We had uh, the six heats running through the results here. Heat number one, let's uh, turn our attention back to Sweet On Me for Ben Rawlings. Running 1878 was pretty impressive. Yeah, very impressive for Ben. This is one of those dogs that has come up from the mount. Um, ben got a, a month or so ago, um, been competing uh, in the metro area, and, and gee, she, she was very impressive. She she bounced out of the boxes um, and set the new time standard, set mm. the track record at the time, I and mean, it was uh, conducive to fast times on the day at the bridge, which can happen. Mm. Um, but she certainly ran the time, and she put pay to them, winning by almost six lengths in what was a, a – all the heats were of high quality, so – you know, that form is, is very valid, I would think. Yep, certainly so. Heat number two, Lavish Pedro ran the fastest time. Uh, Lavish Pedro ran 1876. It was its first look at Murray Bridge and led from box five. It was an impressive run, and we'll talk more about the final a bit later on, but uh, he's going to be hard to beat in the final. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, we do the, he came up with box one in the final when we do the box draw, but he then set the new time standard last Wednesday for Richard Stasiak. First look, you'd think he'd be, he'd be improved by the run. Um, but, yeah, he's a handy type, and, and hopefully through the straight track, we'll see him uh, on Thursday nights at Angle Park. Corborn Terry won heat number three, a bit slower, 1892. Um, led and showed speed from box number three. Wanted to stay into the middle of the track, I noticed, on the replays there, Corborn Terry. So that might be its downfall come the final. Yeah, for Tony Rasmussen, uh, great to make another feature final. This dog, of course, back in October, made the Group 1 Adelaide Cup final. That's right. Um, and then has competed um, over 700 and now over the 350. Such a versatile and strong greyhound. Not without a chance, but again, I think there might be a few that just have that bit more earlier toe, but mm. he's definitely very strong at the end. Fly for Fun won heat number four in 1904 for Lauren Harris. It was one of the slowest heats. Uh, began well from box seven. This greyhound, of course, Went down to Tasmania and uh, participated in some of their feature races not that long ago. It's starting to get some form back, isn't it? Yeah, great to see this dog um, return to some of its very best form for, for Lauren Harris. Of course, we remember back to the match race series in September last year where he took it to Hooked on Scotch mm. in that match race and thought, here we go. But he just hasn't reached those heights yet. Plenty of ability, but it was great to see him return to the winner's circle. And again, in what is a super open final, not without a chance. Spring Vinny won heat number five in 1891 and drew box number eight. Stayed right down the outside. Was really strong late Spring Vinny for Greg Board. Yeah, um, not that he surprised me with his performance, but we see him at Angle Park and we know that he can get out of the boxes, but he's super strong at the end. But for him to run 1891 down the straight mm. and be strong all the way suggests that straight line speed's not an issue for him. And, and for Greg Board, we know he can, uh, he got some super greyhounds at the moment. And, and this is probably the best in his kennel at the moment. And um, yeah, really performing well. And heat six, call me Billy just held on. Looked like it was going to be caught in the line by uh, Daniel Sierra. There wasn't much in it on the line, but call me Billy ran 1903. Jumped well from box number three, wanted to get to the outside. So that was something I picked up early in the run there, Sean. Yeah, um, we always like to see a bit of a roughie uh, make the mm. final, which is uh, terrific for connections. Uh, got up at $41, which is definitely rough enough. And he'll mm. be long odds in the final, but... Uh, Showed a fair bit of fight at the end as well. I thought he was going to be, um, he was headed in the, in near the shadows of the post and fought on really well just to nail Daniel Serra. Um, probably uh, going to need a lot of luck and he does mm. like to drift out a little bit in the straight. So he could find a little bit of trouble early. All right. So they were the heats from the straight track championship. We'll have a look at the box draw as we get into the preview a bit later on. The Howard Ashton semifinals last Thursday night. We had two of them. Uh, Long Gully Barney was able to win the first semifinal, running 29.93, leading from box number eight. Uh, Born Lovely ran second. Boombox Charlie, I thought, ran really well uh, running third there. Sean and Spring Chip finished in fourth position. What did you take out of semifinal number one? Well, I mean, I suppose we took out how professional Long Gully Barney is as a greyhound. He he just really doesn't miss the start. Mm. He he runs a quick section um, to the back and then is good at the end. So twenty nine ninety three, very professional from box eight. I got the job done. There were some nice runs in behind Born Lovely, as you mentioned, Bullmox Charlie and Spring Chip, all qualifying. Uh, unfortunately, Madison Kay, which is uh, a bit of a boom dog, she's been terrific um, mm. going through the series uh, for Des Hockley. Uh, box two, we know she does like to, to get out a little bit and she doesn't really ping the lid. She does like a wider draw. So she found trouble early, which mm. is a bit disappointing for connections because she is a, a super fast greyhound. We'll see her progress into other races, no doubt. Mm. Uh, but she was the favourite and so missed the four, which can happen yep. in these races. But definitely um, Long Gully Barney, the one to take out of that. He's going to be um, very hard to beat in the final.
Yeah, and semi-final two. Well, Kurong Lucy, I think many of us expected her to win. Now, the thing is with Kurong Lucy, she's very adaptable. She doesn't have to lead to win, but she absolutely flew early out of the boxes. It got me out of my seat there, Sean, on Thursday night <laughs> calling, and it takes a lot to get me out of there too. Now, 29.46, the time she ran, she ran an early sectional of 4.31 from box eight and uh, simply outstanding. We'll talk to Cameron a bit later on. Tura Ziggy, in saying all that, stuck to its task running second, Jabari third, Wooden Tiger finished in fourth position, but uh, she was brilliant, wasn't she? Yeah, Tim, listen, I heard your call and I, reminisce, I was reminiscent of the uh, Adelaide Cup call, <laughs> yeah. getting, getting you a bit wound up, but mm. my, I don't think anyone believed that she would have come out that fast. No. Um, oh, she's only had a couple of runs back since she had the virus, um, mm. went, went through the butcher kennel. So a couple of runs back and she was super quick early and very strong at the end, 29.46. Um, you... You got what you got for her. She just knows how mm. to win. Um, you're right, though. Um, with Tura Ziggy, he's still 29.88. Mm. And he's got a good race sense now, this dog. He was a dog that just liked to just get wide and, mm. and then come home, come down in the straights and then get wide again. Could find trouble. Yeah. Laurie Carlin certainly found the answer with him. Jabari did a good job for Neil Mann. And Wooden Tiger, gosh, wouldn't we just love to see him just just jump just midfield jump somewhere? Yeah. Um, we did see him in the match race series. Um that he that he he can come out in about a four fifty. Mm. Um, it was a two dog race, mind you, and yeah. can go twenty nine six. But in big fields, he's just finding it hard to get anywhere close to them early. But mm. he charged home again. I mean, his future would probably be over the the middle distance and the staying trip. But um, it'll be where he ends up on the first turn is where his chances will lie. Yeah, they were the heats last week, of course, of the end of the straight track championship and the the semi-finals there of the Howard Ashton. That was the week in review brought to us by Fresh Pet Food Co. Check them out online, freshpetfoodco.com.au. Now the kids are all at school. I was wanting a fur baby to keep me company, but we're always away during school holidays. Then one of the school mums told me about Gap SA's foster care program. <laughs> Not kids. That ship has sailed. Adorable retired greyhounds. They give unconditional love without back chat or needing extra pocket money. Now I'm the one getting pocket money. Yep, Greyhound Adoption Program SA give me everything I need, including a weekly payment. It's only a six-week commitment. Check it out. GapSA.org.au. Best thing I ever did. The Preview. Yeah, the preview this week, of course, is brought to us by SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Uh, you just need to jump on Twitter there, at the Dogs SA, and get on board. Of course, as always, gamble responsibly. Each and every Metro meeting, there are tips up for free. Check them out at the Dogs SA. We had two meetings this week to look at, Sean. Let's first of all turn our attention to Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow, for those people listening in today on Tuesday, uh, the box draw for the Straight Track Championship final. Lavish Pedro came up with box number one. Uh, Zulu Zulu, who's got a great record at Murray Bridge. Box number two for Michael Stewart. Three Sweet On Me for Benny Rawlings. Four Fly For Fun for Lauren Harris. Daniels Wiley, box five, Lauren Harris. Spring Vinny for Greg Board, box six. Call Me Billy, Ben Rawlings, box seven. And in box number eight, Corborn Terry for the Rasmussens. Now, the reserves are Daniels, Sarah and Naja. Naja, uh, what did you take of the box draw, Sean? Lavish Pedro for me. Uh, what we saw of him last week down the straight first look, I think he'll improve on that. And uh, he wanted to get towards the rail, so I think he'll be suited here. Yeah, I think I think you're right, Tim. I mean, Lavish Pedro come up with the, with the one. He's won uh, six races out of 12 starts from box one. The box draw down the straight, I suppose over time, it, the, the straight track's been running for 10 months. Mm. I suppose over time, it'll really determine what's what's a good draw and what's a bad draw, I suppose. 
I think a few of the trainers would have liked to have drawn a little bit wide down the straight track, just the way some mm. of their greyhounds tracked. But this dog, Lavish Pedro, definitely wanted to be on the rails, and that's the way he tracked at his first look at, at the bridge. So I think he'll be suited by that. Um, I do think, though, with the, the straight track final um, over the 350, I mean, it's just a wide open affair. It's just whichever dog mm. begins. Um, how did you how did you look look at the uh, the qualifiers and the box draw and, and sort of lined up the race? Yeah, look, um, I won't be calling there Wednesday, but if I was, I'd have Lavish Pedro slightly ahead because I liked what I saw of him first look down the straight. I think Spring Vinny's the dog for mine that's going to be strong. It's going to get a clear passage here. Call me Billy ran off early last start. Corborn Terry, not the quickest out. So essentially, Call Me Billy may pave the way for Spring Vinny to get a straight run down the middle. And then from what we saw of him, he liked to hug the outside fence. So I would have Lavish Pedro slightly ahead of Spring Vinny. Sweet on me was really impressive. I'd have it in for third. That's probably the way I saw it. One, six and three uh, without delving too much into the form. Zulu, Zulu's got a great record at Murray Bridge. But as you said, straight track racing, you've only got to miss it half a length. You're in big bother. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, my take on the race was, uh, again, I, I just am looking at how the heats were run. I, I'm looking at a bit of value, and I reckon you'll get value with a mm. lot of runners in this race. So I'm looking at Daniels Wiley for the Har- Lauren Harris team. Yep. Um, copped a bit of a, a nasty bump just straight after the start. Um, does go in a straight line and did a really good job, I thought, in the um, in the heats to to run second. Just run down by Corborn Terry, as we know, is very strong. Mm. But Daniels Wiley, we know he's a very quick dog over the three hour angle park, and he's got super mid race. So I'm looking at him um, coming out hopefully a little bit better. No bumps, as you say. Mm. Call me Billy goes wide. Spring Vinny goes in a straight line. Fly for fun, the kennel mate. I think he'll go in a straight line and head towards the rail. So, mm. again, a bit like you, I'm looking at something that's going to get clear yeah. passage. So I'm looking each way, Daniels Wiley. I do think Lavish Pedro, extremely hard to beat. Could not have been more impressive. Mm. Um, so I'm going the five each way, one Lavish Pedro. And I do like eight Corborn Terra. I think box eight's going to suit him out wide. Again, another uh, race down the, the straight track. We know he's super strong. I think he'll just be doing his own thing out there mm. and can h- come home for the play. So I'm looking at five, one and eight. Yeah, it's, it's such a tricky race. Sweet on me was so brilliant last week, 1878, running the second quickest time. So we're leaving, you know, I've got it in <laughs> yes. as a place, but it is a really difficult race. Looking forward to watching the action on Wednesday. Now let's have a look at this preview Thursday night. Um, let's have a look at the box draw for the the feature final there. It's a group three event, of course. We're talking about the Howard Ashton. It is race number eight on the program. It's a 10 race card on Thursday night. The box draw is as such. Long Gully Barney comes up with the red. So, of course, he had the pink last start, the outside box in the semi. Comes up with a red Thursday night. Two born lovely, Ben Rawlings. Three wooden tiger is Peter Jovanovic. I should say Long Gully Barney's trained by Paula Herndon. Four Jabari for Neil Mann. Five is Spring Chip for Greg Board. Six Boombox Charlie, Peter Jovanovic. Seven Kurong Lucy for Cam Butcher and eight Tour Rizigi for Laurie Carlin. The reserves are Springvale Slick and Springvale Ortiz. Um, I think we both agree Kurong Lucy is the one to beat. Uh, what is your feeling there of an outsider potentially beating uh, um, Kurong Lucy, Sean? Oh, well, a, a lot would have to go wrong for Kurong Lucy to get beaten. Mm. Um, I don't think, well, actually, I think if someone's going to beat Corong Lucy, it's it's possibly the eight Tourazigi, mm. I think, um, only because even if Corong Lucy doesn't begin as brilliantly as we know she can, she still generally comes out quite fast. Yeah. So um, Tourazigi is going to get clear passage, I think, to the first turn. Um, box eight suits him. I definitely mm. think he's in an, an each way, regardless anyway, with Corong Lucy, but I, I just 
have problems um, going against Corong Lucy from what she's done, um, the dog she's racing. It's bear in mind she's racing against Open Company as well. Yeah, this is a, a dropping class for her. To mm. be to be honest, um, there's some beautifully, really nice dogs in this race, mm. but she's just all class. I think she'll begin. I think she'll win. Really, really, really hard to beat. If she finds any bad luck, I think Torazi is the dog that will actually get some clear passage because if Corong Lucy gets interference, mm. it's from the inside. So he can swoop around and maybe roll to the front. Um, what was your thoughts, yeah. Tim? Yeah, I, I think she doesn't have to lead to win. We've seen her come from behind, and some of her best wins have been from behind. But when she's out on the lure, that, that she's very hard to catch. Torazi is going to be strong late. I'm looking for you know trifecta players here. I think Corong Lucy leads and wins. Um, I think Wooden Tiger's definitely one you've got to put in because he may miss the start, but he's going to be really strong late. I think Tura Ziggy, as you said, is the other one. Boombox Charlie's now had three runs back from a spill. I didn't mind his performance the other night from box one. I think this dog's on the way through the grades. And Bourne Lovely's the other one I'd throw in as well. Long Gully Barney, how can you rule him out? But I'm just a bit worried that he may be headed off Long Gully Barney. If he is, he might find bother. But I think we're both in agreement. Kurong Lucy, she's a star. Uh, she narrowly missed in the Greyhound of the Year award last year. Um, yep, she's the one to beat for mine. What about uh, best bets on the program, Sean? Yeah, well, so um, again, it's a really good program. We do have the heats of the uh, of the Shane McQueen as well, which is always yeah. well patronised um, by the industry. And we've got two um, really interesting heats on the night. We see the likes of... Um, uh, double by design and Holy Rain and Couture in the first heat and the likes of two times twice um, and Sir Truculent uh, yeah. back to the 600 in the second heat. No 700 on the program, so he's back to the 600. He actually has a pretty good record over 600, Sir mm. Truculent. So really interesting races. But for me, I think there's value to be had on the program. So I actually like race one, number eight, Ebby Cruiser mm. for Rob Harness. Um, she's going to be each way value. Uh, the last time she drew box eight, she came out in a 4.41 um, and just got run down in running second. She uh, can break 30 seconds. Uh, it's a really even field. I do think she's going to get a nice run across because it, it definitely pace in the middle with Canley Pebbles and Little Erna coming out nice mm. and hard. Um, she was a pretty good run last start in running third. Yeah. She chased home really hard. Yep. Um, and West... Little Erna has been missing the start too, the last two starts. That's right. Mm. So a little bit suspect. Kenley Pebbles led in the race. Ebby Cruiser ran third and Kenley Pebbles ran second. West on Bamboo came um, off pace and was very strong at the end and won. Um, I think Ebby Cruiser can be closer to Kenley Pebbles um, and be stronger at the end. So I'm looking on an each way value race, one number eight, Ebby Cruiser. All right, yeah, of course, the Shane McQueen heats are races five and six. We'll be talking about those uh, two races next week on the on the dog cast, of course. But, um, yeah, look, I think Air Marshall's a good play, race four, number one. Of course, uh, he's a very good dog. He comes up with box number one. And, uh, look, Yarendale's probably the main danger in box number eight, but I feel Air Marshall draws to win there on Thursday night. I made him one of my better bets on the program. And uh, in the last race, I was pretty keen on 88. I think this dog's ready to win. It ran very well last Thursday night, ran second, and draws much better. I know it comes into box four on Thursday, but it's got a slowish beginner drawn inside. So they'll be the two I'll be playing around. So perhaps we all up the three of them. Sean, <laughs> race one, number eight at a value price, Ebby Cruiser. Race four, number one, Air Marshall. And race 10, number four, 88. There'll be some value in those three on Thursday night. And, of course, we've got the Shane McQueen heats as well. So that was the preview, of course. And that's all thanks to the uh, the, t- the tips on the uh, Greyhound Twitter feed, SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Uh, search at the Dogs SA and get on board, as always, gamble responsibly. The Interview. 
Yeah, the interview this week's an important one because uh, Cameron Butcher's got uh, a key runner, of course, there on Thursday night in Kurong, Lucy, and he would have been as excited as I was last week. Well, maybe not as excited as me because it takes a lot to Cameron get excited and uh, he's about to join us on the Dogcast. How are you, Cam? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Um, Cameron, you're with Tim Edwards and Sean Matheson. Um, uh, thanks for joining us on the Dogcast. Uh, how exciting was it last week to see Kurong Lucy do what she did early? Oh, it's always nice to see him come out firing and go well. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, she's yeah, a, she's been a yeah. Go on. I was going to say, Cam, she's been a great, uh, terrific money earner for you as well. Thirty-three starts now, twenty-four wins, five seconds, and one third. She's only missed a place three times, and she's won over seventy thousand. So she's done well, hasn't she? Uh, she's done well, yeah, and she's not that old, really. No. Yeah. Uh, she had a bit of uh, the Murray Bridge Cup there. She got an injury, so she'd been out for two months. And, well, the first time back was the week before. She hadn't been on the track before then, so we didn't know how she'd go. And, well, I thought last week I thought well, she'd probably need the run. Mm. And I thought, well, this week she might go better, but I don't think she can go much better than she did last week. <laughs> I was going to say, if she needed the run last week, I think everybody's in pain Thursday night because um, she's just going to win if uh, she needed the run last week. Can she begin as quickly as what she did last week? <laughs> well, I'm hoping she can, but who knows? It's called dog racing. Yeah. It's never a sure thing in dog racing. She's got a wonderful record from Box 7 too, Cam. I went back through her form. She's had four goes from the seven for four wins. Oh, well, let's hope it keeps going. Yeah, let's hope she gets the high five. Um, what about, uh, well, she's got some great records overall. She's uh, won a race, at least one, from every box she's been in. She's lightly raced. She's out of Wormburner, Molly B. Nimble. We know about Wormburner. Tell us about Molly B. Molly B. Nimble. Yeah, well, Molly B. Nimble, she's out of the uh, uh, hotel. And... Oh, she was a really good bet. She was really fast, but in the end, she wasn't chasing. Probably as soon as they sped the lure up at the, the home just to take it away, she used to stop. Mm. So she got disqualified, but she was a really fast bet. Cam, we've had a lot of discussions on Greyhound of the Year night because you've won it a couple of times um, in the past. Uh, you always seem to get a good Greyhound, an above-average Greyhound. What's the key to getting these good Greyhounds? A lot of luck, I think. Oh. yeah. <laughs> I think it's a lot of luck, but we've had a really good line of brood bitches, and I think that's probably been our lucky key, really. Uh, it's a lot of luck. They're not all good, eh? I'm going to rattle off three names for you. Wormburner, On Fire, and Curong Kid. They won over 500000 between three of them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You mu- You must have the biggest house down there in the southeast. No, I don't think so. No, <laughs> no. What about what about your career, Cam? What got you involved in greyhound racing, and what got you involved uh, in training greyhounds? It's a long, it's a it's a funny thing. Like we're in the Howard Ashton, and the first dog I ever got was a pup from Harold Ashton. Mm-hmm. So it'd be nice to win it, wouldn't it? Well, well, just on that, Cam. Um, you you win, you've won a lot of feature races in South Australia in your time, and the Howard Ashton is one that you actually haven't won. Uh, well, there you go. Let's hope I can break the hoodoo. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cam, uh, I always, well, I often think to myself, I'm about to leave Angle Park on a Thursday night. It's about half past ten at night, and I'm getting home about half past eleven. 
you travel a fair distance to get to Angle Park on a Thursday night, and I believe you drive home after the last. What time do you actually get home? Uh, two and a half hours to get there from home to Angle Park. So it gets pretty late. Sometimes it's about two o'clock before you get in bed or a bit later. Yeah, yeah. That's a remarkable uh, commitment to the sport as well, isn't it? Yeah, you, you, wonder, you always hope you don't get the last race, I can tell you that much. Yeah, yeah. And what about some of your dogs that you've had, Wormburner and On Fire? What are they up to these days? Yeah, well, Wormburner's home. He's at Stad. He's getting, well, he's getting a few good winners, eh? Mm, he is. And, yeah, On Fire, well, he's still at home, but he doesn't give, he's not a real good sperm giver, so we haven't worried about putting him in at Stad or anything like that. We're, we're breed, there's a few litters been bred by him, but we haven't worried about pushing him, really. Yeah. How do you rate Kurong Lucy against the likes of Wormburner and On Fire? Uh, well, she's up there. Uh, if she improves a bit more, she's probably as good as any of them. But... Well, a record of only 33 starts, too. I was looking back at some of the stats last night. Uh, the likes of Kurong Kid and, and On Fire, if you compare her record for what she's done at such a young age, she could potentially go past a few of these. Yeah, well, let's hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the plan with her after Thursday? If she wins Thursday night, what do you do with her? Oh, I don't know. Just keep running her at Engle Park, I think. Yeah. No no options interstate to, to go over there at some point no, later in the year? Uh, well, depends on the virus and stuff. But I really don't like sending them away. Every time you send them away, something happens to them. They break down or something goes wrong. Mm, mm. Well, that's Kurong Lucy in the final there on Thursday night. What about Yarendale? Um, normally a fast beginner. It was a little bit off its game last Thursday, but uh, really found the line. It's got box eight Thursday night. Can Yarendale win? Well, I'd hope so, but you never know. It's called dog racing, eh? Yeah, he's not a real fast beginner, just the same, but he seems to have quite a bit of ability. Uh, uh, it's called dog racing. You don't know if he gets... No trouble, and he gets out in front a bit. He should be hard to beat, you mm. And you must be loving the Murray Bridge circuit, Cam. Um, obviously not that far from your place, and uh, it's, a great yeah, cir- well, it's a great circuit. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, It's only an hour from our place. So yeah. No, it's quite good. All right. Anybody else in the team? Who, who does uh, all the work with you down there? Is it your lovely wife? Yeah, just the two of us. Gee, it's, how many dogs have you got in work at the moment? Oh, gee, we are. Uh, not that many, really. Probably about seven, that's all. We've got a lot of dogs, so there's a lot of young ones coming along. Any good ones? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're just down to break them in. You always hope there's a good one, but who knows? Are you a punter, Cam? Yeah. Do, you, do you have a bet on your dogs? No, I don't punt. No? I only had one punt in my lifetime, and it was when I was young, and I was over for the Hobart Thousand Maiden. Mm-hmm. And it was a sure thing pretty well. They've been doing everything right. Mm. And in those days, it came in season because you didn't have the pill in those days. And mm. once they come in season, they're no good. And, and, it didn't, so, and it didn't win? No, it came out in front of the first bend and then died. Mm. So it was a long trip and an experience. And I never had another bet after that ever. Yeah right. Okay. Well, you've got some yeah. good you've got some good dogs, and you've had some great dogs, and uh, we do appreciate your time on the dogcast, uh, Cam. And as I said, I, as Sean and I both said, I think only bad luck will get Curong Lucy beaten on Thursday night. She's mm-hmm. a one. Yes, 
you so, can get bad like this in this game. Yeah, it's yeah. never a sure thing in dog racing, eh? No, there's not. I know there's not. And uh, but you know, she does look a, a really hard to beat there on Thursday night. We love calling her in South Australia because she's such a great greyhound. She can win from behind. Can she, we can she win up front? So and she can run time, and and that's always exciting to call. So let's hope I'm calling her a winner on Thursday night, Cam. Let's hope she's in front at the beginning. Well, let's hope so. Thanks for your time. <laughs> Thanks, Cam. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, ta-da. Cameron Butcher there, our guest, Sean. He doesn't give a lot away, but um, he's one of the good guys of Greyhound Racing South Australia. He's always had a good Greyhound. As I said, those three Greyhounds I mentioned, they've won over 500000 between them. So he's had a lot of success. Yeah, and no, uh, terrific to talk to him as well because it, he can be hard to get a bit out of. So uh, terrific to get a bit of an insight to him. Uh, we love seeing Corrin Lucy racing SA. I can't, I cannot imagine someone like a Jason Thompson or someone like that's knocking on his door to mm. try and, because we know he took Wormburner. Yep. But it would be great to see her race and continue to race in SA. She's just a brilliant little chaser. Yeah, just staggering how many greyhounds he's had over the years that have just been above average. You know, a lot of trainers strive to get one. He's had so many. Yeah, he, uh, clearly um, their their breeding line is fantastic. They breed their own. Um, but it's interesting. Uh, maybe next time we'll get Cam on again. We'll ask what separates like the likes of Corong Lucy from her litter mates because mm. there are some. We saw Gilbertson, I think, a, a brother to her, return to the track at Murray Bridge on the weekend and ran third. But he's had some injury problems. Mm. But the others in the litter haven't necessarily, they've all done really well, but nothing like Corong Lucy. And I just wonder, what's the difference? What separates, mm. you know, what could separate her from her, her litter mates? Because um, he clearly has a, a trick with them um, and a, great with young dogs as well. She's been up and going at a mm. very young age. Yeah, certainly has. That's been the dog cast this week. Sean, we're going to do it all again next week. We're going to feature and uh, preview the Shane McQueen. We're going to have the heat Thursday night. We'll be back next week to preview that final. Um, great working with you again. Yeah, looking forward to it, Tim. We'll see you on the dog cast next week.